What is popping, kids? For giving us this juicy episode of the Shop Show, few housekeeping notes for you. Pasadena Ice House this Saturday, April first, April Fool's Day. Ice House Pasadena, one show only, eight p.m. Shop and friends you got some funny people coming with your boy. That's at the new Ice House this Saturday, eight p.m. Show, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, April thirteenth through the fifteenth. La Jolla Comedy Store, June second through the fourth. And then I'm off to across the pond. It starts with Belfast, June 15th, Glasgow, June 17th, Manchester, June 18th, London, June 22nd, Cardiff, June 23rd, Dublin, June 25th. Get yourself at thickboy.com. See you soon, UK. The biggest tournament in college basketball is heating up. My boy, San Diego State is my team this year. The top teams are gearing up for an epic finish, but there's still plenty of time to join the college hoops action on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts for the rest of the tournament, so be sure to check out the app every day to see what they have in store. You got FAU, you got San Diego State, you got UConn, Miami. It is going to be a barn burner. I like San Diego State. But UConn seems like they're too tough, too big, too strong to get it done. So I would take San Diego State and UConn in the finals. After that, who knows? But that's who I'm taking. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with the code SHOPSHOW. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHOPSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. DraftKings. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What's up, fam? Monday morning. Welcome. March 27th. Spring break for most of the kiddos out there. The kids are on break, which is a nightmare for the parents. If you're not going on vacation, you're trapped in the house with those demons for the next week or so. So shout out to all the parents out there, man. You got to figure out what to do with the kiddos. I dropped my kid off at a soccer camp this morning. It was windy. I don't see how they're going to play soccer, but not my problem. That's on the coach. Even the goals were like blown over. He's like, ah, we'll figure it out. I'm like, have fun, man. I'll be back at two, you know? So shout out to the parents out there dealing with spring break right now. Our breaks are different, aren't they? Uh, fresh off the plane from Tacoma, shout out to Tacoma. For whatever reason, it makes no sense when you look at analytics because the way they book touring <clears throat> a lot of times, I mean, obviously you want to do new markets, but a lot of times if you're doing like a theater or a big venue, they'll do it based off you're following on Instagram, on social media in general, or on YouTube, and they'll break it down by city. And for whatever reason, the Pacific Northwest is not that big when it comes to social media for me breakdown or YouTube, but I sell more tickets in the Pacific Northwest more than anywhere else. Always. Since I've been doing comedy for eight years, I always sell the most tickets up there for whatever reason. I don't know if it's my love for serial killers because there's a ton of them that are from those areas. And I actually walked to Ted Bundy's house. That's me, man. That's <laughs> me. This, <laughs> this, so that's Ted Bundy's childhood home, which is weird. Uh, that guy put, uh, 
I thought that was the home you bought for your mom <laughs> before oh, I read shit. the comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Honestly, like, that when I first saw this picture too, I thought this would be the mother's home. I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. Can you imagine? Like, here's your house. It's this little old tent. Yeah. Money house. So can we talk about real quick that you actually bought your freaking <clears throat> mother-in-law a house? That is so freaking cool, dude. Thanks, brother. So fucking cool. Thanks, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Want to play this? <laughs> uh, what with a field using a Spanish there? Let's see the translation. Ah, uh, whatever you're doing, whether you're an entertainment, podcasting, YouTuber, regular gig, whatever it is, your goal always is to buy your parents a house. Kids, kids, kids are playing hide and go seek. The goal is always to buy your parents a house. Well, today, all that hard work, all those tour dates, all that stuff. It's come to fruition. I'm buying my mother-in-law a house. She's the best grandma in the world. She has no idea this is happening. She's going to pull up the house and give her the keys. So I want to thank the fans out there for making this possible, buying every single ticket to all those crazy cities I was in, to the haters too. You motivate me more than you know, but I love you guys. And um, what's up, guys, today? She had no clue. I didn't even think about this. What if she doesn't like the house? Yeah, she's never seen it. What if she was like, wait, what? <clears throat> I don't realize how many people in the back filming. Mama? Hi, guys. What's going on? Hey. She has a thick curl shirt on. Mama? This is your house. Yeah, the best grandma. The key was kind of old too. It had like the colored ring on it. I was like, damn, yeah, Look at him. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah. That's so sweet, dude. Yeah, man. That was a big one it's off incredible. the bucket list. Yeah. She was happy. Never owned a home before, man. So that's a big deal. Big deal, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a big deal for your boy. But shout out to everyone else for uh, all the fans out there, man. Literally, it was a goal of mine. Probably, my kids were born because they're such. She's such a good grandma, and uh, my father-in-law Steve, he's a monster too. So whenever you know my schedule's busy, man. So but whenever I'm on the road or anything, they're always always at the house. They're always there, making sure the kids are good. Make sure you know Steve's a cop, so you know the security. Like they're always always there. I don't even have to ask them. They've always been like that since day one. You know, I was like, I keep these people close, man. They're the best. So yeah. that was my way to give back. And even that's not enough. But the house I posted uh, of Ted Bundy is not the house that I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy my house in Tacoma. Which Ted you, Bundy you put it so close, close together, though. I didn't even think why. about that. Now, it makes sense why people are like, wait, hold up. That's the house? But you got to <laughs> so read funny. the caption. Took a little morning stroll to Ted Bundy's house. There In Tacoma, it's like the downtown Tacoma there's not a ton going on there. There's a lot of things shut down. I think maybe the pandemic got them, stuff like that. Like there's there's a lot of that stuff going on there. So it's kind of dead. So I would just walk, you know, it's just me and Jay, so I'd just stroll around everywhere. Like I I got my 10,000 steps in by 11 a.m. every morning. Like I was just strolling around. Mm -hmm. And I found this site, shout out to the site. I got to give the site a shout out and then we'll get into the fighting. But um, the site is called 
oddstops.com. And like whatever murder serial killer house you're looking for, like the bridge where David Berkowitz was stabbed. You're the, too into this, dude. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> way too into it. Oh, dude, I didn't I didn't share most of the stuff. Uh, you know, <clears throat> like the Green River killers from out there mm-hmm. and the Green River is a river that was in uh Tacoma, like Ted Bundy's. So he grew the house that I took a picture of. That's the house he grew up in as a kid. And then they moved not far from there. Uh, his parents bought a house where they eventually died in. Uh, he would stay there. I walked to his high school, uh, his college, Puget Sound. And then we drove to Seattle. I looked up all the things there. I don't know. Something to do, I guess. Wow. It's fascinating to me. It's so weird and creepy. That place is definitely haunted. But shout out to Tacoma, man. Big shout out to Tacoma. Great freaking comedy venue. That Tacoma Comedy Club. My openers were so fucking good. Man, the comedy scene out there is booming. The mm-hmm. openers were great. The host and the feature, both great, man. Both great. I should probably give their names out, huh? Yeah, I was going to look for it real quick. Uh, I didn't post anything about them. Okay. But um, their names are Adam Tiller was the feature. <clears throat> Adam Tiller is a guy. He, um, His dad went to Harvard and MIT. His dad's like this brilliant, wow. like, brilliant dude um and then he you know his son's a comic and so he's this monster out there just he opened up i think he opened up for uh a bunch of people doug stanhope uh whitney like he, he's the one everybody uses but adam tiller's a monster and then the the host was a guy named charles hall remind me a lot of uh chappelle lacy he's from georgia though he lives in tacoma now but they're both great Really, really good, man. You never know what you can get sometimes. We don't bring your own people. It's a real crapshoot. Sometimes you get some people that just, you know, it happens. But let's get into the fight. I was able, what's dope about this is this fight card, this ESPN uh, fight night in uh, San Antonio mm-hmm. started. I was, about, I was able to watch pretty much the entire card. The main event, uh, I'm trying to think, I probably got on stage around the third round. Yeah, third or fourth round. So I saw the majority of it. Uh, listen, you know, Corey Sanhagen basically came up with the kid. He walked in the gym. I've told this story a million times when he was 15 or 16 years old. He trains with my former, you know, one of my closest friends and uh, my coach, uh, Christian Allen. So I'm very close to Corey Sanhagen, uh, that whole team there. Then Marlon uh, Cheeto Vera is my boy. Love Marlon. So I didn't give a pick for this fight. Um, it went how i thought it was gonna go i thought if cheeto was gonna win and i have text uh with tom who's our booking agent who's super into mma he goes uh prediction between you and i i said Corey's gonna get up big time because marlon and this is you know well documented just what it is with cheeto he's a very slow slow starter very slow starter so Corey's gonna get up probably at least three rounds before marlon gets going it's gonna be too late so Marlon has to bank on Corey slowing down and clipping him in order to win. Because this goes to the judges' scorecards. It's going to be a freaking clean sweep. It's not going to be good for Cheeto. Cheeto might get one round, but in general, unless he finishes him with TKO, and he's not going to submit Corey. He's going to be in some trouble there. 
Let's take a little break before we jump right back into the fight game. Whether you're new to cannabis or an old pro like some of my friends out there, there's no denying that many of the products on the market seem iffy at best. You don't know if you can trust them. And all you want to do is relax, all right? You don't want to get all crazy, all right? So Mood, my friends at Mood, puts an end to the guessing games. It's 100% federally legal Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC, and you can have shipped straight to your freaking door. No doctors, no waiting, just a affordable, great THC products, and it's legal. For a limited time, Mood has given you guys free Delta 9 gummies and 20% off your first order. Visit hellomood.com. Use code SHAUB, S-C-H-A-U-B. All right? Mood offers federally legal forms of THC extracted from hemp plants. All their products are uh, regularly third-party tested in drug enforcement agency registered labs sourced from small family farms and grown organically. Something for every mood. What are you looking for, man? Energized, creative, focused, relaxed. We got you covered. Ready for a good time without the guesswork? Order your THC products from Mood today. And for 20% off your first order and free gummies, go to hello, H-E-L-L-O, mood.com and use promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B. That's hello, M-O-O-D.com, promo code SHOB for 20% off your order and free gummies. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers. Look your best this spring and join the over 8 million dudes who trust Manscaped. Use code SHOP20, get 20% off, and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are here to change the way all the fellas can take care of ourselves and groom with the performance Package 4.0. You get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Durer, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxers, and a travel travel bag. You're ready to go, man. Always use the right tools for the job and head to their website and check out all their tools to help you upgrade your hygiene routine. Save 20% off and free shipping with code SHOP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code SHOP20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Oh, man, big shout-out to my boys at Happy Hippo. That's right, happyhippo.com. They're celebrating 10 years in the game, 10 years of supplying the best pure kratom on the planet Earth. That's right, it's their 10-year anniversary, and they're not just doing any normal sale. They're giving you 30% off site-wide, 30% off everything at Happy Hippo. Go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK23, and you save 30% off. I use the shots. They get the great uh, butterscotch shots or the apple shots. They got pills. They got powders. They got gummies. Listen, you're not going to get all jazzed up like you would with some other drinks or stuff like that. You get a nice, warm, balanced, good mood feeling, all right? Their Kratom is a hidden gem, and right now, if you haven't tried it, do this. You get 30% off. You have nothing to lose. It's their 10-year anniversary. Go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK with three C's, 23. You save 30% off the entire site. You're welcome. Happyhippo.com. Promo code THICK23. It's kind of what you saw. You know, the the fact that it was a split decision. So Chris Lee, Sal D'Amato, and Joel Ojeda. Ojeda is the one that gave the weird-ass thing. And there's a background with him as well. He's not like a, a seasoned ref. This is like his fourth ever UFC event. He shouldn't be allowed to. Exactly. Because it's a huge event. It's a main event. event. Yeah, exactly. That guy should never work again. 
I mean, split this. Are you out of your or get more mind? training in the you know the regional the, scenes? Yeah, doing the regional yeah. and then come to the. He should not be. He should not have scored. That was so UFC crazy. That was insane. Was of insane. two of the best, two of the best bantamweights on the fucking planet at one thirty five. He should not yeah. be anywhere close to that case. Everyone agrees with you. All the fighters. He's yeah. lucky he even gets a subscription to the ESPN Fight Pass <laughs> at this point. He, I mean, he needs to do some fucking it home crazy. work. That was a clean. Distant. You could, you could maybe give Cheeto the third round. That's know? what uh, Chris Lee did, but that yeah. was it. That, it, it for reals, and that's yeah. it. I mean, he's. I think part of the thing too is Cheeto's such a fan favorite. That fifth round when he kind of started going, you're like, oh, come, yeah. But just because you start to get going doesn't mean you're winning the round. Yeah. Just because you love the fighter doesn't mean he's winning the round. To give him the third, fourth, and fifth, you should never work again. At least for a hot second, go back to the regional circuit. Yeah. Way off, dude. But thank God, because when they said by split decision, I'm like, what the fuck is this, is going on? I'm here? sure everyone felt that way, yeah. And Corey Sandhagen looked fantastic. Man. Oh, my god, He looked yeah. good, good, good. He looked really, really good. I just think they're on two different paths. You know, with Corey, obviously, um, you know, he had the hiccup against TJ. A lot of people think he beat TJ. Um, I can see the argument. I thought TJ did enough, but I get the argument there. And then, uh, you know, then he beat what? Uh, Sato, what, how do you say his uh, name? Song Yedong. Yeah, he beat him. Yeah, with no the punk. TKO cut. Thing. Yep, yeah, he's no punk. Um, so I, I just think for Corey and Cheeto, it's the worst matchup possible for Cheeto unless he was going to catch him. But Corey's a very cerebral fighter. He's just, he's just too multiverse. He, he can stand orthodox, southpaw, kicks, submissions. His jab, his head movement, like there was a lot for Cheeto to take take in there. And you know, when you're a slow starter, you just round after round. He just put it banking it, banking it, banking it. And then also not to mention the takedowns, which I don't think Cheeto was banking on, but the takedowns really fucked him over too. He's wearing them out. I mean, look at that dude. Sniffing at strikes, 128 to 58. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, the more leg kicks for sure. And then, uh, you know, takedowns, you know, so it was a bit of a problem for, for Cheeto, man. Yeah. Takedowns three, you know, three big takedowns. Um, really, really tough fight for Cheeto. I, I saw Cheeto called out, uh, Peter Yon. I like that for him. That's another one. Peter Yon comes out, you know, he, Peter Yon downloads your data and then takes over. But, you know, even in the last fight, uh, that he had, um, you know, he, he's still not as slow as Cheeto. Like, I would still consider Pediano a, a faster starter. Cheeto's the slowest I've ever seen. And his coach, after the second round, was like, What are we, what's wrong with you? Like, what's going on? There's something I need to know. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, Corey saying called out Marab. I thought the move was to call out uh, Sugar Sean because Sugar Sean Corey is a fantastic fight because mm. Marab. Sugar couldn't be a worse matchup possible for Sugar, and we want Sugar to get to that title shot, right? If you're a Sugar fan, Sugar Corey, that's the fight. That's the most entertaining fight. As a if if you're a purist, you want Corey versus Marab. That's the fight. I think the UFC is gonna do Corey versus Sugar. That's what I think they're gonna do. It's more fun. It's it's again. I still think Sugar would be an underdog in that fight. It's a winnable fight for Sugar. Definitely not easy. There's no easy fights for Sugar anymore. That's not happening. Peter Yan was not an easy fight. He passed that test, thank God. But now 
you know, I don't think – shout out to Corey Sanhagen. That's what kind of savage he is for calling uh, Marab out because the rest of the division is like, uh-uh. If you're a manager, you're like, no, 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 no. We'll take anybody but that. You know, so, um, you know, I don't think Marab's going to sit around either. So, Marab, Corey Sanhagen makes sense. But if I'm the UFC, uh, I just have Marab wait for the title shot, you know, and force the hand if Al Jermaine were to beat uh, – Henry Cejudo, mm-hmm. you just force that hand, build the hype up there. But Marab's going to be chilling for a little bit because I bet they do Corey versus Sugar. That's the fight. That'd be super fun for sure. Yeah. That's the fight. Yeah. But Marab was down. He said, let's Hell go. Hell yeah, he's down. Yeah. And stylistically, I would say, I mean, Cejudo would be a tough matchup for Marab. But, Al, you know, and Al Jermaine's interesting to think about. But Corey Sanding and how dangerous he is on the ground could be fun against Marab and his cardio. You know? Yeah. But Bantamweight, my God, is it stacked, dude. Holly Holm looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. A lot of people think uh, KGB, Andrea Lee, uh, was robbed, but, you know, Macy Barber did her thing. Also, those judges, what do, what do you expect, man? That one judge was a complete moron. But, yeah, it was a great fight. It was just Cheeto just kind of – I think it was a, a – uh, a combination. I have to talk to him because it's a combination. I think of his slow start, and he just seemed a little off, a little slower than usual. It didn't seem like the normal killer instinct Cheeto. Mm-hmm. You know, horrible matchup for for Cheeto. You know, I didn't want to get into it on Monday's show, but stylistically, there couldn't be a worse matchup for Cheeto. Yeah, because think about it, Cheeto was down on the cards against um, Dominic uh, Cruz. Dominic Cruz, yeah. and Dominic Cruz, you know. Corey is a 2.0 version of Dominic Cruz, and he's in his prime. So if you look at Dom's fight, Dom had a lot of success against Cheeto until he was caught with that head kick. So if you just look at that and you think of Corey, it's, it's a tough fucking fight for him. You can get down the cards. And you have to pray for that home run shot at this level. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Very tough. So this is a Cheeto versus statement afterwards. And then he did mention also that he just couldn't get his, yeah, he yeah, just, just couldn't start. Get yeah, going. He just going. Yeah. He just had an off night. It happens, man. Yep. It happens with football players, basketball players, UFC fighters. It's happened to me. It's just for whatever reason, it's just that I don't know. It's just think think about it. It, it, it. It's no different than whatever place where you're listening to this right now at work. Like some days you just don't feel like doing it. Yep. There's no difference in professional sports. Hate to tell you, some days your favorite basketball player, which is LeBron James. Gets to the arena, he's like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. He's just off. Mm. And that's up. Even if you're like, I'll, I'll, it'll get going once I'm in there. It just doesn't. It's just not clicking for you. Sometimes it happens to UFC fighters during their biggest time, their biggest moments. It sucks. Yeah. I've had fights where I'm like, oh, if we could just do this any other day, I'd beat this guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's how you feel. You're like, oh, man, if we could just delay this like a day, I do not feel like getting punched in the face today. I wonder if it's because of, um, I don't know if this if influences it that much, but having an audience, an audience around something that you're doing to, perf- you know, a competition, even if it's singing or if it's like yeah. whatever, yeah. just having an audience there and you're not, you're not like in the mood to do it. There's just something going on. Maybe it's something in your life. You wake up that, you know, it is just someday, some days you feel good. Some days you don't mentally you're just like, I don't feel like doing this. It happens with the, it, professional athletes, you know, you know, have you felt that in training though ever? Oh like yeah. Sparring? Well, just, I mean, okay. all the time. Yeah. You're like, God, I don't want to do this today. You're driving there. You got to get going. Mm. 
only difference is in fighting is you're not just missing a missing a shot or the guy's blowing by you and you know catching a touchdown you're getting socked in the fucking face yeah it's a tough gig <laughs> in front of a shit ton of people yeah it's too, embarrassing yeah. yeah it's it's a real bummer but that's what cheeto said he said fell short today got zero excuses just remember something i won't stop just wasn't his day yeah. no if if they do give him peter yanni beats him he's right back in the mix yeah and you realize cheeto he's on this uh surgence like uh it happens with certain guys who've been around for a while where for whatever it takes the fan base to jump on board it just takes a little and then they become like these legends and no matter even if they lose we, we're gonna pay to see him cheeto's got into that Diaz bro, Masvidal category, Cowboy Cerrone. We're like, I don't give a fuck if he loses. He yeah, just the love pop the he got from the crowd was Nuts. insane. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, he just, he became one of those kind of, it's almost like you're this urban legend, you know? People don't care. Yeah, Cheetah's one of those guys. It's very rare. You can't, there's no, you know, there's no marketing agency you can hire to say, hey, how can we become like a Masvidal or like a Diaz bro? It's just, it just happens. And it happens to very few people. Mm. You're more likely to become a world champ than become, you know, one of those street legends like these guys. What else you got, buddy? Uh, here's a quick one. We all know this already, but he's your buddy. He's been on Fight Companion before, yeah. Don Cerrone. He's actually now inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think it's in July. Yeah, July. And they surprised him, right? With his yeah, kids with his life. kids That's and everything. Cool. That, I love how they do that, too. They don't tell them. Apparently, they don't tell them as far as I know. But So they just see this video highlight, and they're like, what the? Yeah. And then boom. The Jens Pulver one was even more crazy. I know that the was The Jens Pulver one made yeah, me cry. That one got me. Um, the Cowboy one was great, though. Yeah. Boy, does he deserve it. For sure. All the fighters were like, had his back, too. Like, oh, everyone has Cowboy's it, yeah. back. Yeah, everybody. So that was cool to see. Um, all right, so this is <laughs> a little bit of a controversial one. Joe Rogan, when he had, I, I believe when he had Luke Combs on his podcast, he mentioned how... Jorge Masvidal, and a lot of the welterweights in this period of time, right, would beat GSP. But he he mentioned specifically Masvidal, apparently. Um, I he's so his statement's partly true. So the UFC is so new mm -hmm. that fighters that are starting, you know, that are in Dana White contender series, certain fighters they're training in MMA specifically, and they're fucking talented men. When GSP was fighting, he's fighting very one-dimensional fighters, and there's a way to expose those guys. And it's not just GSP's fault, but Rogan's right where because the sport's so new. Like if you took um, Dak Prescott, who's good, Prescott's good, Dak's good. If you toss him back in the '60s, he's the best to ever do it. It's just the time has oh, changed. Yeah. Like if you take Patrick Mahomes and put him in the '50s, he's throwing. 700 yards a game he's got there's just the game evolves the science evolves the fighters evolve they're better athletes gsp wasn't fighting the same athletes that the guys are today where rogan i think and i don't say hot water but he doesn't give a flying fuck but where these mma outlets are like oh you believe this yeah okay but where i think rogan if he could redo this uh line of thinking it's the fighters today are better and GSP wasn't fighting as good as competition, but Masvidal has been doing it just as long as GSP. Ah, I think Masvidal started maybe a year after. <laughs> as far as like straight up pro fighting, yeah, like Masvidal, I, mean, I think started when he's fifteen in the backyard, but that's different. But as far as like their careers, look up when Masvidal first started. Pro boxing first. 
So, you know, so let's say starting 2003. 2003, yeah. So then bring up GSP. This is where, like, his point is correct, but Mazda was a bad example. Like, if you had said that about, you know, like an Izzy or a, so 2002, like I said, he started a year. Yeah. So roughly kind of started at the same time. So that's where people, you know, it's Rogan. So obviously it's going to get clicks. Uh, on these MMA sites, whenever they can use Rogan's name, they're going to use it. So that's why it gets clicks. But um, he had the right train of thought. Fighters, hands down, are way better than they are today than they were when GSP was fighting for of titles. Course, there's evolution. Yeah, it's evolution. New skills and yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And most sports are like that. You know, it just is. Mm-hmm. Unless they've been around for a long time. But no, he's right. And this is uh, Chael Sonnen's reply. Chael, you son of a bitch, going for those clicks. <laughs> I, 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 wish I, had this, I wish I had this in me. I really <laughs> do. I really, some days I'm like, oh, God. Oh, man, if I could just do that clickbait, like TMZ shit, where, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, if we did a headline like, Chael tears into Rogan, you believe that? Question mark. And my face like, what? You know, like that clickbait, I just can't do it. Let's take a little break because this episode is brought to you by my friends at BetterHelp. That's right. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness, understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. That's right. If you've benefited from therapy in person, you can do it online. If you're thinking of starting therapy and giving BetterHelp a try, it's entirely online. You don't have to go to some weird office. You don't have to sit in traffic. It's entirely done online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime you want, no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash shop. That's betterhelp.com slash shop, and you save 10% off your first month. BetterHelp. This episode of the Shop Show is brought to you by On It. You knew it was coming. On It, baby. They've been with me forever. I'm a busy dude. That's by design. I have a lot on my plate. I'm always stressed out. But you know who helps me? Who's always my champion? On It. They help me maintain focus in order to stay in the zone as long as possible. And that's through Alpha Brain. Not just any Alpha Brain, but Alpha Brain Black, which promotes attention, Focus Alpha Brain helps to support cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus. You know I need all the help I can get. All right. Again, Alpha Brain can help all of you out. Remember, names, places, addresses, focus on complex tasks, think more clearly under stress, react more quickly. Does that sound good to you? Cool, man. Try it out. There's no refund necessary. You get your money back. You don't have to send the product back. They keep your money. You can share it with a buddy. All right. You don't have to return the product. That's how confident they are in Alpha Brain. They've sold over a million bottles, the best nootropic on the planet. On it just happens to also offer the best fitness gear in the world with kettlebells, steel club maces, sandbags, yoga mats. You need protein powders, creatine, fish oils, whatever you need, your daily greens, they got you. They also offer on demand workouts. So if this sounds like something that could get your thick ass in shape and help you remember, think a little faster, why don't you try it out? Onnit.com slash shop. You, you receive 10% off the entire site. 
That's all I got for you. Onnit.com slash shop. 10% off the entire site at Onnit. You're welcome. Now let's get back to the program. Because I obviously really close to Rogan, close with Chael. Like, I know what Chael's doing. Chael loves Rogan. Absolutely loves him. Yeah. I, I would be willing to bet you too. Chael texts Rogan before he did this. So, like, hey, man, I'm doing this bit. Rogan's like, I don't give a fuck. Like when Chael does those, uh, the Fighters Only Awards, I, I think it was like two or three years ago, he had some jokes in there about me. He ran them by me first. I know he's known as the American Gangster, and he's going to hate me saying this. Chael's a sweetheart. Hate to tell you guys. He's not very gangster. Maybe back in the day he was, but he's not very gangster. I mean, gangster's a fighter for sure. Super gangster. Yeah. But as far as human being, not gangster. Yeah, not cutthroat. Sweet. Great person. Great dad. Great husband. Like such a sweet person. Love jail. So jail put, that's not a <laughs> He's so stupid. But again, it's going to be, I bet, what, 500,000 views? But that's not a rational statement. Um, Joe Rogan's fantastic at his job. When we talk a lot, you get some things wrong. Dude, that, yeah. Sure, very true. You throw a lot of shit at the wall and hope some of it sticks. Uh, he put uh, he put Maslow over as an example that today's welterweights are far superior. They're better than George St. Pierre. We should just dismiss this. What Joe said and how he did this math is very calm, but I would like to correct you to what a non-420 mind can come up with. Me and Joe smokes a lot of weed. Yeah. Joe got to the point by stating that the competition is harder now than it was then. When does that? When does the competition have to do with the guy? George is the best. That's your answer ever. Yeah. Uh, then he goes on. So Maslow has 16 losses, holds zero UFC records. Yeah, Maslow compared to George is a bad example. That's true. But also, okay, you know. What kind of uh, are you going to put in with George out there and dominates a wrestling champion like Josh Koscheck? But, yeah, he he out-wrestled Josh Koscheck, but he also used the jab to do it and set it up with a double leg. But Josh Koscheck was strictly a wrestler, Chael. That's the point. Or, or knocks out a world champion like Matt Hughes. Really? And would you consider Matt Hughes an elite striker, Chael? This is just me defending Rogan here to, to – if we're going to do this, so Chael's points are stupid. So, oh, really? Well, what, how are you going to explain that he dominates a wrestling chain like Josh Koscheck? Yeah, one-dimensional Josh Koscheck? That's the point, dude. Or uh, how about he knocked out a world champion like Matt Hughes? Yeah, he knocked out the wrestler? You know, it's like Matt Hughes is a far cry from a fucking Fazeev, my man, even though Fazeev's at 55 or some of the guys in the – the league today or passes the guard of a jitsu ace like nick diaz yeah yeah okay uh what kind of equation are you put into that gap which hundred state panel do you believe can take george st pierre down what hundred state panel out there do you believe george st pierre cannot take down let's start with that you cannot uh one entity by drawing conclusions to others and if you do it we should dismiss you and you should tell the kids in the back seat, this that guy is on drugs. Yeah, that's just Chael doing his thing. I know that's just Chael doing his thing. Um, I think Koshik did get to a point where, just like some other MMA fighters, or that were really good at wrestling, they found like striking to be not really at good. a high level. Though. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. all those guys like okay. So let's just go through Chael's points. Josh Koshik, compared to today's one seventy pounders, at one hundred seventy pounders. Who's Josh Koscheck? My point to Chael is, no, I don't who's Koscheck going to outstrike? Yeah, I don't agree with this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. And then Matt Hughes? Come on, yeah. Chael. I love Matt Hughes. Great at the time. Matt Hughes now would get beat by the 50th ranked 170 pounder on the planet right now. It just is what it is. It's not a knock at Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes 
at his time at the level competition was one of the best to ever do it. The competition is different now. There's more people doing it. There's a bigger pool. It's worldwide. It just it, It's just a different game now. It's not a knock on these guys. Just times are different. It's like when you're you, – how do you think Babe Ruth would do right now? Yeah, but he – you home run hitter. No, no, I know. Throwing against guys with the first name of Joe and Steve. How would he do against the kid, the fucking Latin kid from the Bronx throwing junk at his fat ass? Probably not good. It's just different. Then Babe Ruth fault, nothing can do. You think Babe Ruth would do great against fucking Pedro Martinez throwing junk at his ass? No, he had another fat white guy throwing the ball. It's just a different time, you know? It's just different. Yeah. If he compared it to like, you know how they, there's a the huge uh, debate about um, Jordan and LeBron? Yes. But they've all achieved this like, you know, status of like being the best in the world. Yeah, Mazdal's like, never been yeah, world exactly. champion. That's why it's yeah. a little bit of a weird it, thing. Mazdal's a very bad example because he's been fighting as long as they started. He said like, I think he mentioned all of them, all the all the welterweights on the top right now would beat. I think he said something like that. I don't know for a fact. Would beat George? Yeah. Um, George, to George's, to Chael's point, what made George special is because he was such a gifted athlete, you mm -hmm. know? Just oh, he was so good, he raised the bar, but you look at Just B's victories, he beat some very good guys, but I think guys like Kamaro, not Kamaro now, Kamaro wouldn't be him right now, uh, Prime Kamaro, mm -hmm. Colby, yes, I agree with that, Jorge, no, Woodley in his prime, I don't know, dude. Or maybe he, he's just talking about Colby. I don't know. He's a weird list. Yeah, Rogan has a weird list there. Because Jorge and Woodley would probably not beat him. Kamaro, after seeing him against Leon, you know, and with the bad knees, that's a bad example. But if they're both in their prime, like go to 170 right now. Like, for instance, how do you think George would do against Hamzat? How do you think he would do? How do you think you would do against, uh, you think you would just mop the floor with Muhammad? Those guys rank three and four. You know? You don't, you're telling me Gilbert Burns isn't more round, more well-rounded than a lot of guys that GSP fought? Name a guy in the top six that's not more well-rounded than Matt Hughes or Josh Koscheck. This isn't a hard debate. Mm. It's just, it, and it's also... It's not a knock on those old timers, those Hall of Famers. It's just that's what the level they're at. They didn't know any better, you know? That's it's just where the sport was at. It's no different saying how would Babe Ruth do against a young kid from the fucking from the Dominican Republic right now throwing junk at him. Probably not fucking good. He doesn't care. He wasn't that wasn't that that was it was a different time then, you know? Mm. Just different. Just different, man. And there's no way to know uh, No. Whatever, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> right. uh, so Paulo Costa, remember he had the issues with the UFC as far as, and that's why he pulled out of the Whitaker fight. Now he says he's the highest paid Brazilian ever. So his manager, who is also his, I guess, fiance. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she's the one that made that statement. But apparently he agreed, uh, he's, he didn't sign the contract, but he agreed financially to the terms of a four-fight deal. And then this is what his girl said. Paulo went from being one of the most devalued athletes to one of the most valued athletes in the UFC. I have no doubt that Paulo is the highest paid Brazilian athlete in the organization today. 
I don't know if you know any Brazilian athlete that has paid more than a million dollars per fight. I don't, especially in non-title fights. Non-title. He's actually getting a million a fight. Yeah, I don't over apparently. Yeah, that's insane, and that's like the minimum. That's a great deal for him. I'm surprised the UFC gave him that. If that's true, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if that's true, there's always you know the UFC never releases this information. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says Paul agrees to a new four fight deal with the UFC, but he wants Strickland and Hamzat. Strickland's a good fight for him. Hamzat is a disaster. <laughs> I know, but it'd be Absolutely. great to watch. Though. Oh, dude, take my fucking money. <laughs> yeah. I would love it because Paulo Costa has no quit in him either. So that Hamzat would be a good test for Hamzat 85 too. And for Hamzat, right, like, you know, he was on the Ero Hawani show. It was a good interview, and great interview. And uh, Hamzat was there asking about um, uh, Piera. Piera, right? Yep. Yeah, Piera. And uh, they said, how would you do? He goes, he just fight my career. I've always said that, and that's not a knock on Piera. But he's so one-dimensional that's where it's all about styles. Like he's a nightmare for Izzy, even though Izzy did well, but it's a tough fight for Izzy, mm-hmm. you know, but the rest of the division would have a little more, uh, I think Alex Pierre would be an underdog because they have a little more tools in their arsenal. You know, Izzy's not going to shoot for a takedown. Izzy's not great in jiu-jitsu. These other guys can get a, get away on the feet then also are a nightmare to grapple with. So it's a little more of a challenge for Alex Pierre. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Alex, you know, gets all in, up in arms and wants to challenge me to a bet, even though that's illegal, but I would bet you all fucking day, especially if you fight Hamzat. I'll bet my fucking mother-in-law's house on it. I'll tell you that right now. I could use the money, man. The house is not cheap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you want to bet that, I'm still available. Get your team to reach out to mine because we can't do it one-on-one, right? Um but yeah, Hamza, that's right. He, I, the first minute is a little intense, but he, it's a it's the worst fight possible for Alex Pierre. That's not a knock on Alex Pierre. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck's gonna beat Hamza. So if that's a knock on the whole division, okay, I guess you can all get upset. I'm just saying that's how high I am on Hamza. I don't know who the fuck's gonna beat this guy. Also, nobody signed up to fight him. He can't get a fight. And I know Colby's like, no, I asked for the I asked for the fight. They gave me the fight. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Otherwise the UFC would have made it happen. Yeah. It's not true. So he says, go oh, back to that yep. for me. Wait, hold on. But Paulo Hamzat's fantastic. Paulo Strickland's a great fight too. That build up would be fantastic. That's a good fight. You know, that that that's a, that's an even money fight there. That's a good fight. Um, so let's see. He says, I told them, uh, he want, I, I told them for the middleweight belt. So the UFC said, I, I only spoke with Sean Shelby about that fight. Sean Shelby first says, yes, brother, let's try it. Then we went back the day after and said, no, brother, we'll fight, uh, Kobe first. And then we'll see. I said, okay, after that, we didn't speak about the fight with anybody. Then Alex said, I should fight at two or five or something. The UFC doesn't want, uh, want to see you and Alex fight, um, only now, and you go up and fight in different weight class, having just won the middleweight belt. Oh, so he'd fight for the middleweight belt and then fight Alex at 205. Um, they don't want to see them fight at different weight class, no belt. That's what I've said from the start. I'm from 170. He's from 185. We'll fight at 205. It makes sense. That's why maybe the UFC didn't call me about that fight. I don't know why they didn't call. I was ready to fight in Brazil. It doesn't matter. Different weight classes, which weight classes he wanted. It's easy to fight for me in the UFC. Um. And then Ariel asked for clarification. It was in my career. First round, first minute, easy, no punch, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very tough fight for him. (laughs) 
Alrighty, let's go. Uh, this is a quick one for the fights. I mean, there's not many fights coming on this weekend, but this is one of them. But Paul, so the whole Jorge Masvidal, uh, Gamebred Four, I believe it is. Uh, Paul Daly was supposed to fight on there, and he couldn't fight because he had visa issues. Ah, so it's that's a bummer. One the, yeah, one of the guys. It's Paul a great Daly. card so far. And who's, yeah. who's, he, who's Paul Daly supposed to fight? Uh, Marcus oh. Perez. Yeah. From the UFC? He was from the UFC? But the rest of the card is fantastic. It's in Milwaukee. It's on UFC Fight Pass mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Yeah, your main event, Roy Jones, Anthony Pettis. I'm curious about that. Crazy, yeah. Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens, oh, fantastic. Crazy, yeah. Vitor Jacare, <laughs> sign me up. The baddie from, uh, where's she from? Miami or something? I'm not sure. Pearl Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And Gina Mazzani, who's like uh, also UFC, was UFC. Yeah, they some fun fights on there. Definitely the uh, the main card or the top. Oh, card, stacked, yeah. dude! Uh, yeah. If it starts with one, two, three, four, yeah. If it starts with Pearl, then you got Vitor, Jacare, Jose Aldo, Jimmy Stevens, you got Roy Jones, Anthony Pettis. Take my money, dope, yeah, great fight. All right, so this is uh, Cody Garbrandt hinting, not necessarily like it's a big, like it's a real thing, but hinting that he might have a Dominic Cruz fight rematch. I like this. Yeah, I like this, especially for Dom too. I like it for Dom, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to see a legend like Dom go out on that knockout loss head kick to Cheeto. So that maybe can redeem himself against Cody. Cody's fallen on hard times, even though he got a win recently. But it's a good fight for. It makes sense for both guys. For both guys, I yeah. dig it. Same. Um, here's a quick some bounty this, this is a great fight announcement. When I saw this, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. hell yeah. So Ian Gary versus Daniel Rodriguez, D Rod. Great fight. May 13th. Great fucking fight. And that's yeah. a fight night? It's gotta be a fight night, right? It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I love that fight. Really, really fun fight. Yeah. I'm a big Gary fan. And this is uh this is Dana White at the press conference for the last fight, and he's discussing Bilal Muhammad. And then also, the reporter said something about Daniel Cormier say, mentioning Bilal should be the one, right? I so. think most people in the game think Bilal Muhammad deserves the title of course, shot. Yeah. Most people know what the fuck they're talking about, dude. Daniel Cormier said that Bilal Muhammad is the most warranted for a welterweight title shot. Um, Nine in a row, I just right? I wanted to know what your thoughts yeah. on that was and uh, why Bilal is not getting the next title shot. Well, Daniel Cormier doesn't make those decisions. Uh, it's nice of him, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bilal, uh, we have plans for Bilal. Bilal's going to fight again soon, and then we'll find out who's next in line. Yeah, so he said he has plans for Bilal. Yeah, well, well we know his plan. It's a tough fucking plan. <laughs> it's Shavrat, right? It should be Shavkat. That's what they want now. Jesus. But uh, yeah, it was just funny how he's like Dan- Daniel Cormier doesn't make those decisions. So I, I would run the exact same way if I like. That's why I fuck with Dana. Like I'd run it the exact same way. I'm like, yeah, hey, cool. It's not his call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a million other people that think that. What do you want me to do? When you run the UFC, run it how you want to run it. But I, I'm going with Colby. What else you got? You know, like, yeah. cool. There's a million opinions out there. What do you want me to do? What's this? This is just a real quick one on Patty Pimblett. He just finished surgery on his ankle. I think he tore his, what's that, Achilles? I don't forget what it was, but he's torn something in his ankle, finally got it done. It's fixed. But the, of all people, he's calling out the same guy, Jared Gordon. But he went kind of hard, hard in the paint on it. Well, the, I think because Rogan and uh, I think DC were like, he, especially Rogan was like, he lost that fight. Yep. I don't think, 
I see why people think he lost that fight. It was close. There wasn't a robbery, but it, you can see why Gordon definitely could have won the fight. Hundred percent. I think he. They both need to move on, though. Yeah, but he really wants. Probably, be, I think it really, and he admitted this. Like it hurt him in his heart when yeah. Rogan and DC were like, "You did not win that fight." I mean, I didn't think you won it. I can see how you won it. You know, I don't have an issue <laughs> with it, but I think you just got to move on. Mm. He goes, "I want to punch his uh, his head uh, toward the end of the year. I'm going to run it back. I hope he beats Bobby Green. That's a very tough fight for him, by the way." Yeah. Uh, because I'll snap his arm for him in a round. Had a box match with him and still won because you're shit. Hope he watched this. You're fucking dog shit. At my worst, you couldn't beat me on my best. Injured, everything going wrong, you couldn't beat me on my worst day. And I'd beat you on your best because you're a little bum. So he's going really hard for it. But, I mean, I'm not excited. To <laughs> no, I, no, just keep climbing, dude. You don't, you know? yeah. All right, so this is a video of Murata. You know what he needs to he needs to get a little bit of he needs to take a page out of Sugar's book. Even even when Sugar lost Cheeto, like he come out food truck and everybody like undefeated, <laughs> and you're just like, all right, Chael, same thing, undefeated, never lost. You're like, okay, yeah, you know, it's like it's so, it's so preposterous funny. for him. And he actually won. I'm like, nah, I'm done with that, man. I don't want to go back into that bullshit. You know, yeah. I beat him. You guys can cry all you want, you know. But I guess personally, he just wants to take care of it. I mean, he must be a I don't super want to competitor, see it, but he wants to just prove everyone. That, yeah. yeah. So that's that's cool, too. But all right. So this is Marab Dvalishvili. Uh, this is at the San Antonio event at UFC. I don't get why Marab cares. Like, what was the person saying, though? But if you're Marab, dude, you you just beat the brakes off this Russian, one of the best bandweights of all time. Who do you give a fuck, dude? I'm with you on that, but I'm also down that Rob, Marab <laughs> went after this guy. This guy apparently, so there's no, when you hear the audio, it doesn't sound like he's saying, you can't really tell what he's saying, but apparently he's saying like, you should, you should uh, fight Aljamain Sterling. Cause that's, you know, the, the actual fight you should be having. You're, so you're kind of running away from that. He's not running away from their homies. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, homies. Dumbass. So I'll just play this for you. <laughs> Listen to the guy on the camera. <laughs> I, I, I want you to get into the octagon with him in San Antonio. Hey, right here, baby. Hey. He's, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right here, baby. And then as soon as he gets up, he's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be terrified if Marab yeah, was I'm going to fuck oh your God. face. His exact words are, I'm going to fuck your face. Whoa, dude. Chill, man. But I'm glad that Marab did that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he cares. That guy's like, yo, man, you need to fight Aldrich. <laughs> Quit running. I'm like, that's such a stupid comment in the first place. Yeah. It's funny. Marab's ready to go. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like people don't realize. Like these, you realize that's a professional cage fighter, one of the best to ever do it. And you're literally three feet away from talking shit. shit yeah, you know that's like, that's like the person that fucks with the great white or the alligator, and they're like, "What? It bit my arm." It's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. The fuck you up, man. And he acted hard until Marab started oh, climbing even further. He's like, oh, yeah. Marab climbed that thing like goddamn yeah. spider monkey, dude. <laughs> So I'm glad to see that. Uh, so uh, uh, Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk were supposed to fight. So and now it's apparently off. This is what's wrong with boxing. And then so Frank Warren, who was, I think, uh, yeah, Tyson Fury's manager, or he's on Tyson Fury's side. He apparently leaked this email saying it was uh, Usyk's side. And apparently, they couldn't agree to the rematch clause. So they've never fought before, but if they fought and someone won and they had a rematch, 
you know, the the split of the money. Yeah. They couldn't agree on that. So Usyk's team just kind of just apparently dropped Interesting. It. And this is Usyk's uh, management going, gentlemen. This no, this is, is a, a Frank Warren. So we're Frank Warren, but he's showing the email that Usyk's oh, team yeah, yeah, sent. Yeah, says, go. gentlemen, hope, you're all, uh, hope you are all okay. I'm not going into details as well. Start to blame or point the finger at anyone, but would like to officially announce that the team Usyk is out of further negotiations regarding April 29th fight. You guys can put your pencils down. We will speak in the near future. Yeah. That's a bummer. And this, I think this is what Frank Warren said. That's the first I heard and was aware this was dead. And the next day on Talk Sports, Alex, Alex said to Jim, I want to thank Frank and Queensberry. This is not their fault. They're having their client, Tyson Fury. We have our client, Usyk, and we're here to supply demands of our clients. Frank did everything possible to make the fight happen. So someone outside of Frank's team, but yeah. So it seems Usyk's team walked away over the rematch uh, per split in which they wanted 70-30 in favor of the winner of the first fight. I believe Fury's fight offered 50-50 to Usyk if he was victorious first time around, but Warren argues that there was never any time given to negotiate this. 70-30 is insane, dude. Because Usyk, I mean... Definitely a tough matchup for Tyson. He's not a bigger name than Tyson. He's not putting more butts in the seat than Tyson. He's just not. That's what's wrong with boxing. That's boxing doing boxing. That's what's wrong with the sport. And one more boxing thing. You said putting butts in the seats. Apparently, I didn't realize this, but uh, Anthony Joshua is fighting this weekend. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. He's fighting someone named uh, Jermaine Franklin. And apparently... Typically, Joshua sells out all the arenas that he's in. Big time. Right? So this particular arena, I think it's O2, I forget whatever. But it's it's supposed to have 16,000 capacity. They have 1,000 tickets left over, and it's about a week away. It's not terrible. It's not bad at all. I thought you were going to tell me he's only sold 1,000. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's not not too bad. And the guy's fighting. You ever heard of him? No. That's the thing. You know, so it's like this warm-up, tune-up fight for him. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's there's thinking that uh, back to Fury Usyk they're thinking Fury's gonna fight um, Eddie Ruiz. Oh, Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, yeah. <laughs> I would love that too. Yeah, yeah. Or hopefully he fights our boy Francis. That'd be yeah. Well, that probably that'd be the number one thing for sure, Francis and him. Even Holy though that would suck. shit! So. <laughs> 6'6", 285-pound Chinese heavyweight boxer. Look how big that dude's legs are. Yeah. He has calves like Manny Pacquiao, but he's 6'6", 285. Chinese. And Usyk doesn't look that much smaller. (laughs) Wait, this is Alex Bahia, right? Yeah. This is Alex Bahia, and he's uh, ahead of his fight with um, Stylebender. He's right cutting weight. sparring this guy who's freaking like, this guy's a legit boxer too, so I looked him up. Um, he's twenty four and one. Yeah, twenty four and one. Olympic. And then, it looks like he got silver in the Olympics. Here, His nickname's all the stuff. Right Big here. Bang. So Olympic Games, he got uh, silver in Beijing. Super heavy. Asian game. game, he got gold. World Championships, he got bronze. Yeah, but he's gonna be a fucking problem. He's massive. Yeah. So that's who Alex is sparring with ahead of his Stylebender fight. Yeah, because I bet a giant six six two eighty five. Chinese boxers, very similar to <laughs> Izzy. That makes well, no sense. <laughs> cool to see. I'm sure it's going to help you down a the good road. Striker, really long, really big. Yeah, I, I guess. Jesus Christ. I guess if, if you can if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's kind of one of those things, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy's so big. 
You're yeah. too big. I bet he's all natural. Uh, what else you got? Um, <laughs> this is another quick one. So Dan, you know Dan Hardy, his girl Veronica. Yeah, she looked great. Origi- originally Miss Sato, but now she's uh, Veronica Hardy. That was she was fighting in the undercard at or the prelims at UFC 286. Apparently Dan he was, was banned corner. from. He was banned from all the pre, you know, the fight week activities other than cornering her. Hilarious. So they, he's, they're saying like how. Yeah, I don't think Dan Hardy cares. I don't know if you know this. Dan Hardy just got a new gig. He's the head of fighter development, something, at, yeah, PFL. yeah, something like that, PFL, in Europe. So if you look at the card that he's put on, he's put on like legit European talent. The the uh, was it Cage Fury? Is it Fury? What is it? The fight big league out there. Cage Fury, like uh, I mean, Cage Warriors, oh. yeah, Cage Warriors. He's putting all the top talent from there into this. Um, he's doing it the right way. You know, a lot of a lot of those, you know, when PFL comes or especially Bellator comes, they use just SPG. They use just Conor McGregor's gym. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, you know, they've done that. So he's really going to broaden it and use, you're going to see legit fucking talent. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant hiring him. Brilliant. Here. So this, is, uh, this popped up recently. So I guess, I don't know if this is 100% legit, but it's in different articles in like MMA Mania and, and like Daily Mail. But so Marvin Vittori, who's been on the show before, apparently he's really good friends with a a rapper in Italy, and they were at an event, a DAZN boxing event in Italy, and this is apparently Vittori, um, not <laughs> hitting this guy who he like hammer fists him, hammer, yeah, hits him. But so I guess his buddy is the one that hit this guy, like attacked the guy, and the guy's an actual professional boxer. And who, did Marvin knock out the boxer or the rapper? The boxer. Okay. Well. So no, the rapper. The rapper's his friend. Okay. Yeah. So the rapper started the shit with the boxer, and then Marvin Tori apparently did this. I'll well, that's you. probably why the rapper's acting that tough. <laughs> apparently, Marvin Tori's in the white. I don't think he knocks him out. The guy just falls down. He knocked him out because the guy's on the ground kicking. See you guys kicking. If, does he continue like beat him down there? No, no. He gets it's, out, ah, it's, it's just like a bunch dude, of stuff dude, that's going. Yeah. It's, you can't even tell it's Marvin Vittori. But then this picture is where Marvin Vittori and his homie, the rapper, they took afterwards, I believe, and it says Marvin Vittori dangerous. But they're wearing different clothes too, so I don't know how legit this stuff is. Yeah, that's weird because Marvin was in white. White, yeah. Maybe they did an outfit change for the club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, it's a little weird. This is one I wanted to show. And that also doesn't look like a Marvin punch. Like it was like, like it, it was very small. You yeah, get a little extra happened. syrup in the tank. You feel me? <laughs> the wrist break. So, oh my god, this ref. You seen this right? Yes, yes, horrible. It gets even crazier. So this ref, I'll play the video for you. This is at a uh, Fury FC. Yeah, Fury FC seventy six, and this is a Friday before the San Antonio UFC card. God, here we go. Oh. Our uh, kids are out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Frank, oh my And then he gets his arm broke. Oh my god. 
That's awful. The kid gets choked out, then he gets his arm broken, and then comes to get apparently his arm broke. Apparently came to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so apparently this referee. They should. Let's see if I have him. Here. That's him? No, no. That's not. His name is Frank Colazzo, and he apparently, I don't know the, if it's absolutely true, but he apparently uh, was a judge at the next UFC event, the San Antonio event, after this Listen, you know, crazy I get thing. It's a tough job. I get that. <laughs> But there has got to be some sort of change, man. Yeah. So apparently, according to Daily Mail, he was a judge at the UFC San Antonio event the day after, which is insane. insane. So many, so many fighters are calling for him to be fired, and scary. You can't have him working, let alone the low level stuff. We can't have him work the the biggest league in the fucking world. It's just insane, man. Yeah. Insane. And this, I just thought was super funny. This is for. You're all fighting, and uh, the title says, This made me feel weird. Makes you feel weird because you're two gay men. The guy looks scared on the left. <laughs> He's all like, But turns out, here's a fight which the guy on the left win. What's up? Did the did the the guy on the left win? The white dude? Yeah. I'll show you right now. <laughs> well, Russian. Oh. Yeah. So he oh. he did win. Oh, the white guy's awful. He so the jacked. fight was stopped after this, yeah. <laughs> Which we can't show, but then uh this is them afterwards. They're homies. Yeah, they're good to they're go. Homies. They're good to go. Yeah, no, they're homies. Yeah. Like, yeah that was <laughs> weird. The whole thing was strange. I know. Um, all right, let's see. For those of you watching, the, it's just a like a left hook clips him behind there and he gets knocked out right away. That's it. Yeah, the biggest thing of the weekend is my boy Jorge Mazadal, Game Bread Boxing, got a good one for you guys. It's on Fight Companion. I'm sorry, it's UFC Fight Pass. We're not doing Fight Companion for it. There's <laughs> UFC Fight Pass. It's pay-per-view on Fight Pass, I guess, mm -hmm. is that what they call it. Um, so you got your main event, Roy Jones Jr. versus the legend himself, Anthony Showtime Pettis, Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens, Vritor Belfort, Jacare Souza, Pearl Gonzalez. It's a fun card, man. I'll definitely be watching. Shout out to Jorge for pulling this off, man. It's a big deal. So shout out to him, the, all the boys uh, doing the damn thing over there at Game Bread boxing man they're doing it so make sure you check them out if you're in the milwaukee area go get tickets you get to see some of the greatest to ever compete combat sports put it on the line and that is this saturday april 1st at 7 p.m eastern time all right so make sure you check that out you do have a bellator as well my girl kat zingano is fighting outside that anything else uh just the pfl pfl doing the damn quick. thing Marlon Marais is fighting right. My boy yeah. Brennan, Brennan Lockane. Yep. Yeah, Brennan's a badass. Love his name. And that's pretty much it, though. That's it. All right, kids. Love you guys. Uh, next time I'm on tour is, I think, Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, I'm sorry. I just added April 1st, Pasadena, Shab and Friends. That is uh, Saturday as well. Saturday, 8 p.m. show, Ice House, Pasadena. The new Ice House, Shab and Friends. One show only, 8 p.m. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia is April 13th through the 15th. So come get you some ATL. La Jolla just got announced. Comedy Store La Jolla is June 2nd through the 4th. Now I'm off to Europe uh, June 15th through, I think, the 25th. 
and that's Dublin, Cardiff, London, Manchester, Glasgow, Belfast. Um, that's all out there in Europe. So come get you some uh, tickets at thickboy.com or fatkz.com. Is that it? That's it. All right, kids. Love you guys. Thanks for watching, liking, subscribing. Um, yes, thank you. Love you. Be nice to each other. See ya.